we are doing canto 10 chapter 22 this is krishna steals gopi's garments so krishna is going to steal the garments of unmarried gopis uh, it's a very strange uh, phenomena so you will ask me why he is not fashion designer or somebody but why does he do that so there is a very big story which goes behind it it's uh, about katyani katyani is a goddess whom these ladies used to pray to and they all wanted krishna that is the supreme divine consciousness as their husband so now let us see how this happens okay so we are doing chapter 22 Sukhdev Goswami said during the first month of the winter season the young unmarried girls of Gokula observed the vow of worshiping goddess Katayani for the entire month they ate only unspiced khichdi uh, anybody who is willing to join unspiced khichdi that means plain khichdi you have to eat okay hmm my dear king after they had bathed in the water of ganga yamuna just as the sun was rising The gopis made an earthen deity of goddess Durga on the river bank. Then they worshipped her with such aromatic substances as sandalwood, sandalwood pulp along with other items both opulent and simple including lamps, fruits, betel nuts, newly grown leaves, fragrant garlands and incense. This is it's a remember it's a village scene and everybody Uh, i'm sure you know in most of the indian films you have seen uh, the karwa chauth and all those kind of wonderful you know uh, activities that go around in the villages they show or even in cities they will hold that thing against the moon and see and it's a big ceremony so likewise think about it that uh, this is a ceremony which they are performing in the village and everybody is interested in one objective only there is one krishna but every gopi wants to marry him think about it actually what is it that they are looking for you will understand slowly you know the under uh, and goddess durga durga is the epitome i think last time we were discussing about durga durga is the epitome of all the powers that are there in this world that means whether they are from brahma vishnu mahesh everybody all the powers so every woman in this world has got the potency of a durga durga is a creation of all the gods put together that means she has got the combined power of every deity that exists in this world so they are praying to durga now which form of durga they are praying we will we'll follow now each of the young unmarried girls performed her worship while chanting the following mantra O goddess Katyayani O great potency of the lord O possessor of great mystic power and mighty controller of all please make the son of Nanda Maharaj my husband I offer my obeisance unto you So all of them want to marry one Krishna only okay nobody else So So this is a prayer which is being said by these young girls who are not married Thus for an entire month the girls carried out their vow and properly worshiped the gold goddess Bhadrakali fully absorbed their minds in Krishna and meditating upon the following thought may the son of king nanda maharaj become my husband 
Each day they rose at dawn, calling out to one another by name. Then all held hands and loudly sang the glories of Krishna while go, going to the Kalindi river to take their bath. So all of them are into it. Imagine, you know, just in today's day and age, you cannot have so many people vying for one person. Everybody will want to murder the other person. Think about it. Okay? The moment they come to know that there is one, uh, what, eligible bachelor like Krishna type, you know. Think about Hrithik Roshan. <laughs> Hrithik Roshan is already now again in the queue. So you will have thousands of girls actually wanting to marry him. So think, it's like that, you know, just a scene which will tell you how their affection was. So each day they will rise, they will go to this river. Before they are going to this river, they sing songs and all that. One day they came to the river bank and putting aside their clothing as they had done before, happily played in the water while singing the glories of Krishna. Nothing. Now I'm sure you know what Krishna is up to. Hmm? So, Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the Master of all Masters of the Mystic Yoga, was aware of what the gopis were doing and thus he went there surrounded by his young companions to award the gopis the perfection of their endeavour. Taking the girl's garments, he quickly climbed onto the top of the Kadamba tree. Then as he laughed loudly and his companions also laughed, he addressed the girls jokingly. Lord Krishna said, My dear girls, you may each come here as you wish and take back your garments. I am telling you the truth and I am not joking with you. Since I see you are fatigued from executing austere vows. I have never before spoken a lie and these boys know it. Therefore, O slender-waisted girls, please come forward either one by one or all together and pick up your clothes. Seeing how Krishna was joking with them, the gopis became fully immersed in love for him and as they glanced at each other, they began to laugh and joke among themselves, even in their embarrassment. But still they did not come out of water. So, this is a very beautiful scene. Now, in today's day and age to have such a scene going on, would you can imagine what would be going on in the minds of all the people over there. Especially, I'm, I don't think any girl would want to go and bathe in the river anytime. With the type of rivers that we have today, I don't think anybody wants to bathe in them. But during the ancient times, Kalindi river was very, very clean and beautiful. And even today, you know, some of the rivers are so perfectly pure that you can definitely take a bath over there. So, what does it mean? I will come to the end of the chapter, then I shall explain. Now, here, there is a small explanation which these people have given. Let us see. So the gopis were from the respectable families and they might have argued with Krishna. Why don't you leave our clothes on the bank of the river and go away? Krishna might, might have replied. But there are so many of you that some of these girls might take clothes belonging to another. The gopis would reply, we are honest and never steal anything. We never touch another's property. Then Krishna would say, if that is true, then simply come and get your clothes. What is the difficulty? When the gopis saw Krishna's determination, they were filled with loving ecstasy. Although embarrassed, they were overjoyed to receive such attention from Krishna. Actually, this is an explanation given by Vishwanath Thakur. So anyway, uh, this was just his explanation. So let us see actually what is happening over there. As Sri Govinda spoke to the gopis in this way, his joking words completely captivated their minds. Submerged up to their neck in the cold water, they began to shiver. Thus they addressed him as follows. Till just now they were having a bath. 
in the cold river water and now they are started to shiver so doesn't that sound very funny it is because in ecstatic love you feel this kind of a shivering the shivering is not there because of the water the coldness coldness of the water it is because the person is in ecstatic love a similar scene was also there in the shiv puran you will find that parvati one day when she was taking a bath with two of her sakis you know those who celebrate that uh, puja before ganesha they bring gauri. the gauri, gauri ganesha is a no, gauri so in the gauri they have two uh, sakis with her now when she was having a bath and she was thinking about her husband that is shiv ji she became so much ecstatically in love with her husband that the entire water surrounding her literally burst into flames sort of you know imagine the whole place bursting into flames doesn't mean actually bursting into flames it means it gets highly charged and because she was such a great deity so when she became charcoal black burnt and that is the form of kali the kali is a uh, a deity which walks out of the water completely charcoal black fully black and imagine in most of the kali temples those who have gone to kali temples you will find kali is completely naked it's a form so i shall talk to you about this later on so let us first see what this chapter is talking about thus the gopi said dear krishna don't be unfair we know that you are respectable son of nanda nanda maharaj and that you are honored by everyone in raja you are also very dear to us please give us back our clothes we are shivering in cold water o shama sundara we are your maid servants and must do whatever you say but give us back our clothing you know what the religious principles are and if you do not give us our clothes we will have to tell the king please the supreme personality of god had said if you girls are actually my maid servants and if you really do what i say then come here with your innocent smiles and let each girl pick out her clothes if you don't do that what i say i won't give them back to you and even if the king becomes angry what can he do he is the king's son after all so he is telling so what can the king do if if i am not giving you all clothes then shivering from the painful cold all the young girls rose out of the water covering their pubic area with their hands when the supreme lord saw how the gopis were struck with embarrassment he was satisfied by their pure love loving affection putting their clothes on his shoulder the lord smiled and spoke to them with affection lord krishna said you girls bathe naked while executing your vows and that is certainly an offense against the demigods to counteract your sin you should offer obeisances while praying you with your joint palms above your head then you should take back your lower garment this is another very big dangerous situation isn't it thus the young girls of vrindavana considering what lord achyuta had told them accepted that they had suffered a fall down from their vow by bathing naked in the river but they still desired to successfully complete their vow and said lord krishna is himself the ultimate result of all pious activities they offered their obeisances to him to cleanse away their sins seeing them bow down like that the supreme personality of godhead the son of devaki gave them back their garments feeling compassionate towards them and satisfied with their act the gopis were addicted to associating with their beloved krishna and thus they became captivated by him 
Thus, even after putting their clothes on, they did not move. They simply remained where they are, shyly glancing at him. So, in this entire story, what is happening? We have Krishna on one side and we have gopis on the other side. The gopis are wanting Krishna in their life. What actually does this mean? Now, gopis are always with Krishna whether they are on earth or whether they are in Golokrindavan. This is what you have always heard of. What is the meaning of all this chapter? This chapter sounds like, if you if you actually look at it from a material worldly perspective, it sounds very corny. It sounds like, you know, one of those uh, terrible scenes out there. And uh, here we have somebody who is doing something very dangerous. I'm sure, you know, if somebody like this is attempting this, it uh, <laughs> that person would have gone to jail by now. But here, what is the meaning of these beautiful words? So I shall explain. The Supreme Lord understood their determination of the gopis in executing their strict vows. The lords also knew that the girls desired to touch his lotus feet. And thus, Lord Damodara Krishna spoke to them as follows. Lord Krishna said, O saintly girls, I understand that your real motive is this austerity has been to worship me. The intent, that intent of yours is approved by me and indeed it must come to pass. The desire of those who fix their minds on me does not lead to material desires for sense gratification just as the barley corns burned by the sun and then cooked can no longer grow into new sprouts. Go now girls and return to Vraja. Your desire is fulfilled for in my company you will enjoy the coming nights. After all, this was the purpose of your vow to worship Goddess Katyayani, O pure-hearted ones. Sukhdev Goswami said, Thus instructed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the young girls, their desires now fulfilled, could bring themselves only with great difficulty to return to the village of Raja, meditating all upon, all the while upon his lotus feet. Sometime later. Okay, there are few more lines. After this, I will give you the explanation. Sometime later, Lord Krishna, the son of Devaki, surrounded by his cowherd friends and accompanied by his elder brother Balrama went a good distance away from Vrindavana, herding the cows. When the sun's heat became intense, Lord Krishna saw that the trees were acting as umbrellas by shedding them and thus he spoke as follows to his boyfriends. Lord Krishna said, O Stok Krishna and Amshu, O Shri Dama, Subala, Arjuna, O Vrishabha, O Jasvi, Devaprastha, Varuthappa, just see the greatly fortunate trees whose lives are completely dedicated to the benefit of others. Even while tolerating the wind, rain, heat and snow, they protect us from these elements. Just see how these trees are maintaining every living entity. Their birth is successful. Their behavior is just like that of great personalities. For anyone who asks anything from trees never goes away disappointed. These trees fulfill one's desire with their leaves, flowers, fruits, shades, roots, bark and wood and also with their fragrance, sap, ashes, pulp and shoots. It is the duty of every living being to perform welfare activities for the benefit of others with his life, wealth, intelligence and words. Uh, this is a very important chapter I think, no? Because it is teaching us that we have to be like the trees. But first we will do the Krishna steals the gopis garments. This is a continuation of the chapter so I shall finish it and then I shall go back to it. Thus moving among the trees, those branches were bent low by the abundance of twigs, fruits, flowers and leaves. Lord Krishna came to the Yamuna river. The cowherd boys let the cows drink the cool, clear cool and the wholesome water of Yamuna. 
Oking Parikshit. The cowherds boys themselves also drank that sweet water to their full satisfaction. Then Oking, the cowherd boys began herding the animals in a leisurely way within a small forest along the Yamuna. But soon they became afflicted by hunger and approaching Krishna and Balrama spoke as follows. Now we have come to the end of the chapter. So I shall give you an explanation. The gopis, who are the gopis? In all our world, you know, this entire universe, you will wonder what are these gopis and where do they live and what do they actually do? Who are these gopis for that matter? Gopis are the pure devotees of Krishna. Absolutely pure devotees of Krishna. Those who are in love with Krishna. That means what? Krishna is called the Supreme Divine Consciousness. It means the father. The father of Christ or father of Krishna. Krishna himself. The Krishna of Golok Vrindavana. That is the Supreme Divine Consciousness. Now the gopi is connected to Krishna. When they come on the earth along with Krishna, their job is to perform this kind of a seva. Now, every gopi is married to a Krishna. Now, if you actually look at it from the perspective of Goloka, you will find that the Goloka is divided like this. In the center is Radha and Krishna, which is Krishna's own creation, that is Radha. It's his own entity. He has split himself into two and they form the center. Around them are eight gopis. Eight gopis are around them. These eight gopis perform what is called as the main rasa. Rasa is a kind of a dance. So what does that mean again? So I shall tell you. Now every gopi over there has one Krishna on her own by the way. That means every gopi is dancing with one Krishna. After that, there is another hundred around them. So it is one in the center, that is Krishna and Radha. Then we have eight with eight Krishnas and then there are hundred. There are hundred gopis around him, which are again performing the same action. After that comes another layer, which is nearly thousand. So it is one thousand and eight total it will be. After that, there will be still some more. So like that, there are layers and layers and layers and layers. Now, every gopi is supposed to graduate from the yeah from the outer circle to the inner circle. Now, what does that again mean? It transpires this way that there are eight principal gopis. These are the principal gopis in the sense they are the main gopis who perform the main leelas. Imagine. You know, there is one great person and around him are eight, maybe sort of, you know, like Salman Khan with eight bodyguards. Something like that. Think about it. <laughs> and Krishna with his bodyguards, all gopis. Imagine that. Okay. So, he has got a gopika gang. <laughs> so, what, what, does, what does that mean? You see, even in our normal world, we do 108. I'm sure, you know, you know that we have one, one, 108 times we turn the beads. There are 108 beads. And then there is a Meru. Meru is the last bead, which is double. One on top of each other, this way. One on top of each other and the rest are going round. These 108 beads that are there, these are the 108 gopis. They are 108 devotees, closest devotees of Krishna. Sometimes you have a small one, which is of eight. 
but that is very tiny you just put it in your <laughs> but this you hold it in your hand and twirl it okay you are not supposed to cross over so this is one of the material worldly aspects in goloka these gopis are always performing a ras ras leela rasa what is the meaning of the word rasa rasa means imagine essence you know essence you have heard of the word essence taking an essence now you see if you take a flower if you take a flower and you will find that it gives off a, a particular smell a rose it has a very particular kind of a smell the same smell will not be there with lilies and the same smell will not be there with other flowers so you will find that that particular smell is of a particular kind same way you know if i talk about food ha huh? suppose you are going to eat murukku the smell is different bajia the smell is different isn't it mouth is watering now ha huh? <laughs> and if you have badam milk that's a different smell altogether every everything you know or you say in a kesari bath as we say the smell is different so everything has got a different smell it has got what is called as a rasa rasa is a specific rasayan rasayan means uh, you know chemistry <laughs> rasayan shastra is chemistry so think about it it's also chemistry the chemistry is of that particular kind it is definitive to that particular person object chemical or whatever it might be so every person exudes a type of a you know we give off a particular kind of a smell also you know sometimes you love the smell of another person or you hate the smell of another person <laughs> especially in the trains or all this you know you go in some crowded places and you are standing next to somebody who is sweating away you know you don't feel like standing next to that person but the same when it is your beloved you want to be always smelling that person even if he is sweating or she is sweating it does not really matter so why do you think that happens we call it pheromones you know pheromones i'm sure you have heard of this term pheromones so these are rasas these are particular kind of exudes which are coming out from the being of that person now they are performing a rasa a dance a a kind of a ritualistic kind of a thing now these gopis which are doing in the golok vrindavana which is basically the second divine unmanifest now let us come back to earth now on earth what is happening is all these gopis these gopis are millions in number by the way so they are direct descendants from the second divine unmanifest so when they come on the earth they are always in love with krishna and they are always in love with one krishna by the way krishna can only take one form at that point in time later on he splits up into four that's a different story but let us concentrate just now on the one form so he is one he is nanda maharaj's son he is staying in a place gokula now the girls have gone to worship durgama we call her katyayani devi so they are performing up now why is durga katyayani and once again the she is mentioned as kali why is all these different different names over there because it's the same manifestation which comes in a different different form so when you pray to durga for getting married to krishna the deity that is considered an extension of durga is called katyayani 
right so now you know registrars registrars now you go to the registrar's office how many registrar's offices are there there will be many okay there is a person who does the registration of your property then there is a person who does registration of your documents then there is a person who does registration of marriages also isn't it i'm sure you have heard of this registrar now you go to a registrar's office there is a specific registrar meant for marriages also everywhere in the world you will find there is a registration of marriages happening so so there is a registrar and there are so many departments likewise think about it durgama and one of the departments registrar of getting you know associated with krishna is katyayani so likewise they are praying to katyayani but when you pray to katyayani what is the way and the ritual of prayers the way and the ritual of prayers is in this krishna has clearly defined the way and the ritual of prayers it's a way and a ritual where you are performing a particular activity but you are not having any clothes on yourself isn't that what he says in the second half of the chapter he says you have to remove your hands and you have to walk with your hands on top and take the garments from top so what does this translate into every every gopi you know is told to not be shameful because human beings consider their body and the, especially the uh, parts which we don't want to show the world we consider them very sacred and we don't want to talk about it now what is he doing he is asking them to come with his hand, their hands up what exactly does this translate into so going back again to the our story we have the supreme divine consciousness when you are a devotee of the supreme divine consciousness devotee the idea that you have a body doesn't exist is he body is connection to the material world that is a trap you are attached to the body you know how deeply we are attached to our bodies you will find that we are so much deeply attached to our bodies that we don't want to show any portion of our body okay today in the new world that is happening around you go and see miley cyrus there is nothing on her body and that is shameful <laughs> we are not talking about miley cyrus over here we are talking about having no inhibitions where the divine is concerned you see when the divine is calling out to you you cannot be having inhibitions about your body do you get it that means what when you are a devotee of the lord you cannot say i cannot do this because i am feeling sick sickness is connected to the body i cannot pray because today i am angry with somebody else what has anger got to do with god you cannot have any association 
with your body, mind or senses. Do you understand this? Think about it like this. When, suppose you get up and what is the inhibition that you have? I have not brushed my teeth, you know. I cannot come and talk to somebody because I will smell a foul breath. You know, that's what you do, isn't it? We have association with the body. Secondly, we have association when we go to the loo or we go to the toilet, we have a, a, a ritual we perform over there. As if, you know, that is the most holiest of the places. I'm, so, I'm sorry, we are going for a, uh, taking a dump over there and we are performing a ritual over there. We want to clean the seat, we want to sit very nicely, we want to do all kinds of things. I mean, think about it. The amount of crap that we are shedding over there and we have, and we have not bothered about the rest of the things. We are thinking of making ourselves very perfectly pure. Use your brains. Think. Okay? Again, we are so much concerned with our body that we want to wear the most defined dresses and garments for ourselves. Okay? So you will wear a, a... Oh, this is... I want to buy only medium size. I want to buy only large size. So what if it is an extra large? Oh, it is too big for me. Okay? Then you have some inhibitions about the kind of food that you eat. Then you have inhibitions about where you are staying. Cold country, hot country, this, that, all kinds of things. Then you have so many inhibitions. Now think about it. When you have inhibitions about all these things, where is the Lord coming into the picture? Yeah, you are giving him is because it is very cold today. Okay? That is not the done thing. It's very hot and you feel, you know, oh my God, what kind of weather is this? You already said, oh my God. See? OMG! So, what kind of a weather is this? Too hot, you know, too hot for me. No inhibitions of any kind. The inhibitions of body, mind and our senses. We cannot have. When Krishna is telling you that you are my gopi, it means, why are you bothered about all these kind of things? I am not feeling well today, so I cannot do this. If Krishna comes and stands in front of you, you will say, wait, 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 let me go inside, dress up nicely and come. Yeah, you, you would want to come if the President of America comes, of course. You have to dress very nicely, there has to be a protocol followed. But with Krishna, no protocol. No protocol is to be followed. Protocol is only one. No inhibitions of any kind. No connection with the body. No connection with the mind and no connection with the senses. And that is what it means to raise your hands and come for meeting Krishna. Why is Krishna doing all these naughty things? You will say, you know. Why is he coming and taking all the garments away? Garment is a cloak. Cloak. We cover for shame. Isn't it? We cover because we don't want to be ashamed in the public. We are so much concerned about it. Have you seen some of the great sages in India? My guru himself, you know, my guru doesn't wear any garments. Dattatre is an avduta. You may just go around uh, naked for all you know, it does not really matter. Now you will say that women should not be going around like this. But tell me something. They are wearing the skimpiest of the clothes. Okay. 
I'm going to the beach with hardly anything on them. There you are allowed to go. There is no God there, maybe. There are guys over there. Okay. But in church, you can't go wearing a bikini. In temples, you can't go wearing a particular kind of dress. You know, think about it like this. If you wear a shirt and a pant into a temple in India, they will tell you, you should wear a lungi and come. I mean, I don't understand why you want that air-conditioned garment. Huh? Yeah, it is air-conditioned. Pant is not air-conditioned. I have never understood this kind of a logic. Again they will say open your, you know, you cannot wear a a top. You just have to wear one lungi and go. That's very funny. Again you go with fully covered from top to bottom and they will say, no, 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 you have to wear sari and come. So sari is a garment which covers the whole body. I never knew that. It's the only garment which is the most shameless garment in the world. You know that? I don't know that. Because it shows your midriff. Right? Tell me any other garment which shows your midriff. Can you name any other garment which shows your midriff? Nothing will show. Okay? Even your shirt and pant will cover your midriff. All kinds of frocks will cover. So most of the Americans, the reason why they don't want to wear sari is because it shows a a huge portion of the midriff. Which they are not (laughs) used to. So think about it. So... Coming back to this idea, why is Krishna saying all these things is, is very very unique, it's very important. When you are a devotee of the Lord, the attachment to the body and the mind and the senses should not be there of any kind. No attachments. Why no attachments? Because you are going to think of that. You see, When they are walking out, they are covering their lower portion of the body. And what does Krishna say? I don't want you to cover even the lower portion of your body because Katyayani Devi's puja says that you cannot do that. So when you are married to the Lord, you have to give your tan, man and dhan, everything to the Lord. You don't have anything of your own, sir. You cannot have anything of your own. You cannot say the body is mine. No, it's not yours. You cannot say mind is mine. It cannot be yours. You cannot even say your senses are yours. Nothing. None of these things belong to you. Not even your clothes. And when the Lord is satisfied that you are a devotee of the highest caliber, He will give you back your clothes. That means what? He is going to offer you everything that you desire. That means to be with him. But first, the test is important. The test of giving up attachment to your body, mind and senses. You have to give up this attachment. Now we come to the second half. Now in the second half of the chapter, there is a very beautiful story which is happening. Krishna and Balrama are walking through the forest. When they are walking through the forest, all the trees, they are very shady trees, you know, they are, they, are, they are having a lot of shade and they are having fruits, they are having flowers, they are having so many things. So Krishna is looking up to the trees and tells his brother, look at the trees. You see, the tree is such a giving type. They gives, offers. 
that it not only gives the the leaves the fruit the flowers the trunk everything you know every portion of the tree is offered literally to human kind now when you when you think about it what is he trying to say then he tells his brother very nicely he says i want every person in my domain that means my devotee those who are devoted to me he says i want you to be the giving kind i shall read those verses again so that you will understand so so what does he say these trees fulfill one's desire with their leaves flowers fruits shade the roots the bark the wood and also with their fragrance sap ashes pulp and shoots now you will ask me where uh, do you which which tree does this kind of a thing let me let me give you an idea the leaves there are so many kinds of trees there which are having leaves now let us take a leaf of hibiscus you know hibiscus huh hibiscus now the leaves of hibiscus have a very very beautiful property the property is that if you mix the leaves and the fl- flower of hibiscus okay in a certain quantity of oil the juice of it it makes your hair very strong do you know that so you will find that that is there you have heard of bringaraj also okay amla the fruits of amla they all those are very very important for the hair growth even aloe vera you know aloe vera you sometimes use it that thick juicy thing and it's a cactus plant yeah aloe vera is also very very important for your skin and also for your hair imagine that think about it so these kind of things are very very essential now we come to the next one flowers i just now told you different kinds of flowers whether you find a rose or you lily whatever whether it is offering to your beloved or putting it on a dead body or offering it to the lord the flowers are a very very important form of expression and the flowers give very beautiful fragrance they also give different kinds of oils rose gives off you know rose petals are collected and then out of more than say 10000 kilos you get 1 liter of rose essence the smell that you get you know very beautiful smell so imagine 10000 kilos will give only 1 liter of essence that's how much it is required so they they do this kind of a extraction the fruits i'm sure i don't have to tell you about the different kinds of fruits that are there in this world their shade definitely they form a shade the roots not different kinds of roots are there you know we eat the roots as well some of the roots that we eat i'm sure you know some of the roots that we eat the nodules also on the roots that are there biggest one is potato you think potato grows on trees it's going underground huh <laughs> sweet potato <laughs> grows underground you will find that mumphali what do you call as ground nut that grows underground plantain yeah. the leaf 
Yeah, everything. So, bark. One of the biggest barks that we really love, you know, and which we like to put in all our cinnamon. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has cinnamon, you know. Nice smell and it is used. Again, one other important use of cinnamon. You know the cinnamon powder that you get outside? Every morning, if you take little honey, one spoon or two spoons of honey, huh? half a nimbu, that is a lemon, and little, so much, half a spoon of cinnamon. Dissolve it and drink it. In one month's time, your weight will reduce by nearly one or two kilos. It doesn't mean that you go and eat McDonald's after that, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying McDonald's is bad. I love McDonald's. But doesn't mean that you go and hog yourself after that. It only means, okay, okay, I have reduced one and a half kilo. So I should go and uh, put on three kilos. You can't do that. It simply translates into, you can use a little bit of cinnamon early in the morning. And it's a very, very healthy way of keeping yourself active for the whole day. So half, half a lemon. One or two teaspoons of honey and little cinnamon powder. That is very good for morning. <laughs> okay, then we have wood. Now wood has got tremendous amount. The table on which you are sitting, the chair, this, that, everything is wood. Also the fragrance, I am sure, you know, fragrance are now, I don't have to tell you. Every fragrance in the world, everything that you have, Scents, whether it's in soap, whether it's in hair oils, whether it's in, you know, your deodorants or whatever, all comes from trees. The sap of a tree. The sap of a tree is also used. The liquid inside, that's the sap. The sap is a very, very important nutrient. It is used as a nutrient. Ashes, I'm sure, I don't have to tell you what ashes are useful for. The pulp. The pulp of the trees is also extremely useful. And the shoots. Who eats the shoots of bamboo? I'm sure you know. Giraffe! <laughs> Such a tall animal. It will, of course, giraffe, the long necked one, no? Also, panda. Yeah, panda also. Yeah. Panda. She loves panda. So, so, this is what the trees offer. Now, what does he say after that? He says, just the way the trees behave, they give everything to mankind. Likewise, it's the duty of every living being. To perform welfare activities for the benefit of others. We are all supposed to perform, eh, what, what do you say? CSR, huh? CSR, corporate social responsibility. No corporate over here. Individual social responsibility it is. No corporate, we are not corporate, we are individual. Every individual in this world, every person in this world is supposed to perform an activity which is for the welfare of man, goodness of mankind, for the benefit of others. How do you do it? With your life. You can, you have, it, it is your life's main goal. Wealth. You can distribute your wealth. Intelligence. If you are an intelligent person, why don't you distribute your knowledge to people around who don't have it? That means what? Suppose you are an engineer. And you have learned computers. Can you go and teach freely to people, some people, about computers? You should. You should do those kind of things. Suppose you have knowledge in economics. Can you go and teach somebody how to manage money, finances, this, that, so many other things. And words. 
when we speak words you know how we we speak very very bitterly and very very badly sometimes only words sweet words are required you know if somebody is hurt somebody is sick now one thing that you should do is first give them you know you say that you know we're very sorry to hear this has happened that has happened can you just sit over there and talk nicely you know there are old people in this world nobody wants to talk to them not a single person wants to talk to old people and the old people are lost in their old world and they say nobody cares for us why we cannot speak any good words with them why we cannot speak so if you see some old age home can you just go and spread the joy over there i know of a very great actor he even does the same thing today now what does he do on his birthday he fills four or five cars with different different gifts and things like that and he starts from one end of the town till the other end of the town he will go to different different institutions distributing different gifts talking to them and that's the way he celebrates his birthday it's a very beautiful way you know there there are lots of people in this world who just need to hear good words they are here you see uh, i'm sure you know those who are on twitter and facebook have seen lot of videos where you know in a restaurant there are people sitting and somebody is not able to pay people we don't care about this kind of people and then there are the homeless people suppose you are in a restaurant think about it you are in a restaurant and you go and ask the neighbor who is sitting over there can i have one bite from your whatever that you are eating that fellow will show you away <laughs> get lost i'm sure that's what happens but you go to a homeless person and offer him some food and later on somebody else comes over there and says can i share a little with you you know that person the homeless person will remove and give the entire food and say please share with me but those who have never want to give those who don't have will definitely want to give why is this such a great thing those who have will always think you know i will give 2% 5% 10% of my income think those who have want to say you know i donate to charities i do this i do this i do this they want to give 1% 2% 5% 10% of their income to charities and to different different places and they still want accountability for that they'll say i want to see where my money goes what does it mean but you give it you see there are poor people in this world they don't have a penny but if they get something you know they will share it with everybody they may themselves go hungry but they will first offer it to other people why is this there in this world have you ever thought about this it's when you don't have when you don't have you understand the importance of not having and then to have you spread it out but when you have too much you are not interested in giving anybody you are first interested in feeling your own stomach in your own being and that is what krishna is telling over here it should benefit with his life and wealth and intelligence and words please mark these words these are very very important for every human being 
Thus moving among trees, those branches were bent low by the abundance of twigs, fruits, flowers and leaves. So, why are the branches bent? Because they are full of it. So, think about it like this. God will give you if you give more. Every time when you hold up something, why does God want to give you? Think. But then you will come up with an explanation that there are rich people who already get too much. You know? The rich who is 50 billion dollars worth, he will get another 5-10 billion more. Why? And then there is a poor man who has got nothing in this world, he doesn't get anything. We call it Danat. You understand Danat? The willingness to give others. That is the most important thing. We should give others. It's the most important lesson in this chapter. So, we have come to the end of this chapter. I'm sure you have gained a lot of knowledge from this chapter. And I'm sure you will implement a certain aspect of it in your life. About devotion. The devotion is not caring for your body, mind and senses. Be devoted to the Lord. Devotion means giving up all these attachments. And then the second half of it, the Lord is clearly telling you, always give, give, give others. It's very important to give others. So this chapter is one of the most important chapters that we have done in the last so many months that we have been doing this once. So we will stop over here. And tomorrow we will carry on chapter 23. Alright? So we can stop.